Hello, everybody. It's Friday night. It's seven o'clock and it's bloody hot. It's time for the weekender. Another look back over what's caught our eye across the tabletop hobby the last seven days. Apart from having a jam-packed show for you, we also have a prize. One lucky subscriber will be in with a chance to win Gale Force 9's Aliens, another glorious day in the core. If you want to be in with a chance to win, pop a comment below and do all the social media doobly-doos as well. That would be great. You can even ding Warren's dong. Go on, you might like it. Otherwise, sit back, relax. Hopefully I won't turn into a puddle of sweat, because the weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm joined this week by Shay. Hello, Shay. Hello. Feeling better? Yes. Much. Lucky man. <laughs> ben and Justin are also with us. To keep an eye on Shay, and if he falls off his seat, we'll just uh, cut him from the rest of the show. Don't worry about him. He'll struggle on regardless. We'll just talk okay. I, 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 No, no, no. I, I have the perfect, perfect stand-in. Sorry. It's out in the, the gaming store. I'll bring it in if necessary. Oh, oh okay. It's, right, it's yeah. not Sean Connery writing an Albert. No, no. We, workshop <laughs> yeah. were very kind and sent us a cardboard cutout of a Terminator. Perfect. Ah, I'd say Shay's like a Terminator. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Certainly uh, the equivalent in bulk. <laughs> fat, fat, <laughs> did you just, did you just call him fat? No. no I said bulk. <laughs> so he's a little squatty powerlifting thing of doom. He carries all the boxes while we watch mm. him. Anyway, uh, how are you keeping this week? Have you survived Good. the heat thus far? Mostly, uh, it stopped me painting things, but other than that, it's been it's been alright. I'm, yeah. I'm knackered uh, from the waist. I'm just like I've got a paddling pull on the I mean, table. I, just, I'm going to say it right now. I don't want to build resin right now. It's too soft. It's too bendy. Really? <laughs> I died from the heat, heat a week ago. I'm just here in spirit. What's <laughs> left? Uh, Chase force uh, ghost. Uh, Shame me the mistake of going to a concert in oh. this heat. Oh no! It's when okay. they have concerts, though. To be fair, yeah, true. I, I ended up in Imola. Uh, during a heat wave for a concert a couple of years ago and Jesus I was not prepared <laughs> I mean of all the places in the world to go Emily was going to be bad anyway and then they decided to double down with a heat wave it's like, oh mm. god one of our community members discovered how hot hot is recently um, when one of his 3D printed busts exploded in his cabinet oh wow. what <laughs> there, there was resin inside that hadn't completely cured or drained away uh, and then the heat just made it Oh. Um, and then the resin went everywhere and because it's a UV resin it then cured oh. having covered the shelf and other oh. things thankfully glass shelf so you could scrape it off but it's another reason I'm not going to 3D print <laughs> uh. none of my metal miniatures have ever exploded on the shelf behind me for being That's left too true. long in the sun yeah. but have uh, they burnt you when you picked them up no 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 it's all fine we're all fine here just don't pick them up <laughs> once they go on the shelf they stay on the shelf anyway um, so yeah, the heat can only mean one thing: that spring is almost sprung, and we're oh, yeah. uh, and we're coming close to summer, which mm -hmm. will mean the end of our spring clean challenge. Yeah, well, yeah. so you only really have next week, a week, -ish. A, a, a week ish. Yeah, um, if you haven't already been involved, to get in there and be with a chance to win lovely, lovely vouchers for the on tabletop store by merch. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't been paying attention, well done you. Uh, but I'm going to spoil that now. Uh, you can go into our project system, uh, create a sprinkling challenge project, and dust something off. Maybe return to uh, a forlorn and regretted um, previous project that's just been gathering dust on a shelf, uh, and and you know, spring clean it, get it up to speed, pull something out from when you were just a kid, <laughs> strip the model back to its bare metal, paint it up better now that you have better skills and not having to use humble enamels, things like that. Um, there have been some absolute corkers of projects in there. Uh, I particularly like, there was one um, based around a, a sort of a industrial Necromunda-style terrain yeah. made out of MDF yeah. and Nerf guns, Very cool. um, which was just amazing. That's uh, spicy. We've seen even, a Nerf gun, though. Oh, there were so many Nerf guns all stripped apart. Uh, it was oh, good times. Sadness. But, no, not really. I mean, what are you going to do with a Nerf gun these days? Well, presumably, if you point at anybody, you'll be uh, immediately banged up. So, really, the only thing you can do is turn it into sci-fi train. Um, <laughs> but they'd been they'd been quietly building and painting and collating all the images, and then in one file swoop over the course of about two days, dumped several months worth into the project system. So, if you've been doing the work and you've got the, the images, or whatever, feel free to to stick them up there. I mean, even if you um. Don't get involved in the sprinkling challenge. They're always good for uh, inspiration for other people and for uh, people to, to come along. Yeah, the project so, system's great. The so. revamping gangs of room there by Sancho Panza really is good. particularly nice. There's some yeah. really great room buildings that um, have been frescoed up and had additional mm-hmm. bits and pieces done, like flagstones. And also, if you're planning on doing ancients or even fantasy, that's a great project to have a look at. If you're interested in gangs of room, also a very good project to have a look at. Very much so. Yeah. 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 So. So yeah, if you want to win hard currency, cash money, you're not going to get it, but we will give you some vouchers for the store, oh, which is practically like, the same thing. Cash like money. Get vouchers, you know, like cash, but less flexible. So you can buy more stuff, store it, and then store do Spring Clean Challenge, Challenge next year. Uh, it's, it's how we keep people coming back. It's like uh, a hobby battle pass. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, we're dealers, really. Once you're once you're into the sprinkling challenge, you're never out. You have to keep coming back to us. And that, oh, that so is, the first the first hit's free because it's one you already had. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Right, it will end on the twenty first of June. We will have a look over anybody who's clocked a, a project as a sprinkling challenge entry uh, in the subsequent week, and then we'll probably announce it on the weekend. Or we, that's what yeah, we did last so. year. We just yeah. we just yeah. took a a whole weekend uh, to peruse the projects and, and see what people had been up to and uh, yeah it's always good fun to see what people have been doing rather than just reading comments below going you've mispronounced that you know who you are liberal anyway <laughs> it is time to move on to the most important part of the show hmm. it's the part where i get to talk about something i like hmm. uh, so not for the care then it's the end of the week <laughs> Hey. <laughs> this week's Indie of the Week is the Little Soldier Company. Oh, these guys are so good. Uh, it's an eclectic mix of stuff from various sculptors um, that have been cracking away for a long time now. So as you can see, it's the abode of things like Nog and the Nog. Mm. Another reference for the kids, as I so often do. I pull in the, the quintessential kids references that everybody's up to today. And everybody loves Nog and the Nog. Assuming, of course, you were alive in the 82 when it was last shown. Yeah. Uh, before my time. Oh, oh, well, I mean, maybe you've seen it the first time around, back in the late 50s, <laughs> early 60s. I don't know. <laughs> Noggin, Noggin has been a staple of TV and books for years. Uh, Bob so. Ollie, uh, creator of the first Space Marine. 
if I remember correctly. Wasn't it Bob? Mm. Anyway, Bob has had a long and storied um, sculpting past. He does a little set of political caricatures. Kev Adams, uh, the Goblin Master, has his Tenoch. And there's also the apocalyptic world of Grunderland and other bits and pieces. So we're just going to crack in. I'm going to start with the Politico stuff um, because these amuse me to the very core of my being. That's um, great fun, yeah. It reminds me, there used to be a shop in Smithfield in Belfast uh, that did a set of essentially political cartoons, caricatures for chess sets. Oh, um, cool. Where you could pick up, at the time it would have been people like Jerry Adams, Ian Paisley, Margaret Thatcher, uh, later on Tony Blair made a, a sort of a sachet in there as well. So these aren't going to be everybody's cup of tea. Really, most people are going to be picking these up to just hit them up for amusement value but you can see obviously the pig's head who's in there the yeah. party political pig's head <laughs> demonic familiar is there uh, to go with the under king david um, oh, now, dear. they are technically little dwarves they're they're the big-headed caricatures to be perfect for lloyd and his big-headed dwarf army that's true maybe um, we found some generals for him maybe, yeah so. uh, but the, oh god the, they're just they're just great <gasps> what were you going about the lord of kafefe <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to be said for him. Uh, that tie, I think, is possibly too short because yeah, I think it needs that, to be long and tucked that, into his pants. Or it, something. Needs to, yeah. it needs to come much further down. Yeah. Generally, red, I think, is the load of Fefe's. I, I wonder if that one comes with a a windswept head swap. <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, get yourself some 18 mil static grass and just have it wafting slightly, yes. <laughs> yeah. creeping and creeping from the top. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, as you can see, they've done a whole host. Bernie the Lord of Change, I love it. Ah, uh, the Crown Prince of Lies. In, yes. Including Jerome, the Keeper of the Past <laughs> at rest. I do like, can you see that? He's painted the little sleepy eyes on. Yes. Yeah. It's very uh, good. That is fabulous. Same with this creepy, <laughs> yeah. creepy version of him toffing around the place. At least he doesn't have his top hat. Uh, yeah. But yes. They're just a, a really interesting little whimsical set of things. You've got your men in black. Um, you've got Dolom of Barnard Castle. Um, if if you're not into politics, then a lot of these things will probably mean we'll nothing to you. By, but yeah, but, but you know, for a certain generation, it's nice to see the satirist slash political cartoon yeah. still alive and well and, and kicking around. So, yeah. You can, you see, two can have these for various reasons. See, one of my favorites of this, Shay, you won't have seen this, but there used to be an old show called 2D TV, and it was so good because it was all this kind of humor. Mm. And it was when George Bush was still in the White House, and it was so fun. Yeah. I love You get like boxes. spitting image vibes from a lot of this. Oh, well, God, yeah. Kind of cool oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. As a little aside you can also get a set of horns and a devil's tail that you can use oh. to upgrade any of your politicos i'm surprised there's no lizard bits i suppose you could paint those green because you know yeah, the, yeah the well, that's, that's true yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah drop the horns keep the tail paint it green yeah. where you go see um, what, what i really need is just like a little crown that they can just trade about depending on who's you know in charge today who's in power yeah <laughs> and of course we have a couple of little westies of course westies are cute because why not? No, Dogs at polling stations. No Downing, uh, no Downing Street cat style. No, presumably because it wouldn't sit still long enough to be Tr the true Lord of Westminster. Yeah, yeah. Seen so many prime ministers come and go, but yeah, yeah. If if you want something a little bit different for your dwarf army, or just fancy 
taking the piss out of uh, numerous of our past political leaders and present. Political range. Tell you exactly what I want to do. I want to get the entire range mm. and play a game of seven TV. Yes. You can do a Harry Hill fight type thing. Just get them all set up for like a wrestling match on the on the uh, table. See, I, I imagine it would be less Harry Hill, more Benny Hill. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's funny you say that many moons ago on uh, on the spectrum, another kid reference here, uh, there was a spitting image beat-em-up game where you played political leaders so you would have Margaret Thatcher fighting the Ayatollah Khomeini and stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so maybe some sort of uh, two leaders enter, one leader leave style uh, Thunderdome is a way to go. (laughs) uh, A a democratic rumble. (laughs) (laughs) Right, moving away from there, uh, I want to have a look at the Alice in Grinderland set. Uh, This will be, you know, Fairly self-explanatory as to what you're looking at here, um, but it's comprehensive. Wow. So, obviously, you've got your standards, sword and board, spears, that sort of thing. You will occasionally notice people like guns, the, the vigilant, uh, rocking rocking some sort of AK. Um, if the day does not require an AK, it is a good day, as um, <laughs> Mr. Cube once said. Um, but yeah. Unusual bunny type things, but then we get into uh, the whole idea. Never, ever follow them, by the way. Uh, I mean, if a white rabbit says, follow me, just say no. Say no to wizard white rabbits. <laughs> but the the more um, Alice-like pieces, I really, really like. That's really Because cool. they're just so, yeah. oh, that's right. I remember how this works now. If I do that, it debigulates it for some reason because it hates me. It hates me so much. So let's do that. Okay, I mean, Jerry, I, I want cracking. to do these on Square Base. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Why do them rank and file, deck yeah. of cards. Mm. Yeah. Out of Twitch, depending on what you're playing, it could be fantasy, it could be sci-fi, because yeah. I think point out there are people back there rocking what looks not dissimilar to an old force pike and a chainsaw. Yeah. So, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be fantasy. No, yeah. somebody could have done something in a red dwarf style. You know, you've arrived on Wax World and it's all gone wrong. At that point, Queen Victoria's in with a, a newsie to take out Hitler's high command. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not far. It's not far away from that. Oh man, it 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 sounds like just perfect Hollywood for these yeah. days, anyway. Yeah. Have a look. Now, I believe all of the backs are blank, so ah. you can do whatever you want. So somebody's yeah. as are the fronts. The, there's no sculpting on, so. It, you know, you may want to go for transfers. Transfers for the front, really easy. Clubs, spades, diamonds, bush, bush, bush. The back of your deck, you can do whatever you want. Obviously, you'd pick your favorite solitaire deck from the original Windows Solitaire. Ooh, uh, mine was the back. mine was the little castle in the night with the fluttering bats. Oh, uh, mine was the Caribbean. Oh no, too hot. Why would you bring heat back into it? I was thinking <laughs> of lovely, killing dark shade. Think cool thoughts. Think cool think, thoughts. But, yeah. Um. I mean, look at that. That's really cool. That is quite fabulous. They, they are absolutely ridiculous. Super ridiculous. I love that it is very much down the rabbit hole in terms of just weirdness and, yeah. um, and oddity. And, and there's yeah. enough here to do whole slews of units so you could play a whole game with nothing but mm-hmm. uh, these sort of things. Um, there's Alice and Malice. Alice, notice twin glocks there. 
Jordan's um, akimbo. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's how or you when deal she's with had things. enough of your shit. Yeah. Very much so. And the grotesques. Uh, they are, aren't they? Mm. Yes. Yeah, they are. They are certainly a something. It's like the marginalia and that sort of thing that they've been sort of yes. pulled from. That's the word I was looking where, for. Uh, where yeah. medieval scholars got very bored, mm-hmm. uh, just doing nothing all day, but writing the same book over and over again. So you've mm. got to amuse yourself, and you do it by painting or drawing this nonsense into the yeah. uh, the sides of the. Oh, the well, the I mean, the guy, the guy on the right. I am wondering why he's got that that particular little dangle off his elbow. Looks rather suspicious. This one, that's it's just a, a harmless bit of frippery on his clothing. Don't don't worry about that. <laughs> I will say, if you kick him square between the legs, you're not going to hit anything. Then, <laughs> <laughs> Radovic the hedgehog, Radovic the hedgehog, that's so good. Like racket wedding and Dodge and twins, so a bit um, Tweedledee and Tweedledum style, but a bit more. Uh, I'm getting mild vibes of Winston Churchill off that one. Because <laughs> he looks like a baby. Yeah. Babies look like Churchill. Yeah. Or go all bald. Yeah. Short people look like Winston Churchill. A but dodo. Yeah, that Zorak the mock turtle smoking mm-hmm. a cigar. Yeah. I mean, why is he not? It's just great. This is amazing. Yeah. It, it's just such a, a fun little range of batshit insanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's what Remember everybody the queen wants. Is like four oh. times as big as the uh, casualty as well. That's cool. Oh, per card. Yep. At least we know that if if they bleed, we can kill them. <laughs> that, that <laughs> no, the no hang on. That's thing. that. That's not blood. It's a two of hearts. That's ink. Um, yeah. Yeah. See how you're weaving, crafting your own narrative. There's even a little set of cultists. The cultists are kind of cool. Hmm. I'm going to bring those up, and also bring up the lich and the evil toys. Um, because they are all sorts of, again, Alice-like nice. madness. So you do I have your the cat, the Cheshire proper, cat. The Cheshire cat yeah. is is yeah. Corker. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to be confused with Corky Corcoran. Look at him. Look at him there. And more importantly, look at whatever that poor tragic thing is below him. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a snack. Uh, I probably is. I really hope it isn't, though. But just creeping away, hiding <laughs> up there. Have they done like a, a, a Lewis Carroll Jabberwock as well? Is there a Jabberwock in there? I haven't or... seen one. Um, I have to find one of those to put it in with like a boss creature or something. Yeah. yeah. The uh, Jack the of Markers again. Perfect objective markers. Look at mm. that. That looks like a really weird cartoon of yourself, Jerry. Right. <laughs> I'm not bald. Or, or, is, or, is or am I the horse? <laughs> I horse and bend the man. I don't know. I, I was I was looking at the. I don't, face. I, I don't see baldness. Look look at me. I don't see baldness. Oh, okay. I have a full head of hair. I swear. <laughs> There's a hooker smoking caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the idea of doing something like home raiders with mm. these, and oh, having well, all the toys so and everything all over like a weird and wonderful tabletop. In, in fact, yeah, because we've yeah, we've talked about home raiders in the past. And when they went off book and stopped doing things like the the Lilliputians and the Gremlins, the weird penguins. and then and then yeah. did like Egyptian penguins, you go, it doesn't really fit. But now you're saying Alice in Wonderland fits perfectly because she yeah. shrunk. She's a little borrower, home reader sized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that would be really good fun. I think, especially oh, if you use this like toy based set. Yeah. yeah, coming at you. 
whether you want them to or not. Um, there's also a nice set of rattlings, rattlings and vermin, and vermin. Um, led by uh, a mind flare and some sort of ethereal type mm. ghosty. Mm-hmm. Just oh, those are coming around. Delightful. Bonking upside of the head with a, a whole banner's worth of manacles and chains. Really fun. I mean, I'm guessing they rattle a lot, so they do not do stealth. No, well, yeah. <laughs> you can hear them chittering. Chittering and banging is half the fun of playing a rat army. You, yeah. you want people to know you're coming, just like rats yeah. in the walls. I like to think that those aren't spears and they're actually brushes. Um, <laughs> oh, right. and, and they're actually just like a bunch of graffiti artists. I must reach out. I've been like, see this black thing at the side? Yes. I found one of those one day when I was scrolling through somewhere and thought, I'll come back and buy it later. And I've never been able to find the site I've seen it on again. Uh, I need that. That'd be perfect for my unboxing. Maybe someone anyway, could, could tell you in the comments. Where see, you yeah, somebody tell me where I yeah. saw that. Because yeah. I was on that site for a reason and I have no idea. And I just happened to stumble across that. And then I went away and never bought yeah. it. And I've never heard it again. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, we, we do have friends with laser cars. Yeah, but if somebody's already making one, why, why mess around? Just nah. go ahead and do that. There's a whole bunch of cultists mm-hmm. going full on Spanish nutter butter. Those are great. Yeah. Trunch of berries. In fact, there's even. Uh, a palaquin as well. So you've got your sci-fi, Ooh, sci-fi and cultists cultists versions. Well. Nice. Which I mean, if you're playing, I know somebody in the um, community starting to do like 15 mil necro. Mm-hmm. Um, but these would obviously sort of segue in there very handily as um, Cordor. Uh, yeah. No, Redemptionists. Redemptionists, sorry. Yes. Which, yeah. which were essentially the same thing, the same based, thing. based yeah. on the, the spin off of it. Catholic. Yeah. Or if that, if that person <laughs> is doing small scale necro. Mm. He could set these up as statues. Oh yeah, as well. That'd be That's cool. true. Yeah. That although I will say their masks suggest that they are part of a very specific cult. And uh, uh the cult of Zoidberg. Yeah. <laughs> now Zoidberg is the popular one. <laughs> got his own cult and everything. There's not a cult of fry out there, nobody wants to be you know, doesn't have any depth perception. So <laughs> have to blind yourself in one eye and you spend all your time shooting three feet in front of people. Terrible. <laughs> Pick your cult appropriately, uh, people. Anyway, so yeah, Alice. I, I choose the cult of Bender. Is, the cult uh, of Bender. It's <laughs> just great. Um, there is, of course, a big dragon. The cult of clamps. That's where you want to go. That's a cool dragon as well. I like that. Yep. Yeah. Look, it's 54 high. See? See how we know that? I like that it kind of feels like it fits into the toy thing because you could imagine mm-hmm. that almost like a plush thing rather than it being an actual dragon as well, which is quite nice. Yeah. See, if, uh, if you could get it so that the, the treasure pile was just like list change, yeah. so it's fine down behind the sofa, yeah. drawing it out every night. Like, oh, hey, that is such a cool Lord. idea for a, like a story, Justin, that all the change goes into a dragon's hoard at the back of the sofa. Oh, slightly man. better than my idea for where dragon's hoard comes from. We talked about oh, that yes, last week. That it's poop. <laughs> they excrete it, and that's it's why dragon poop. That's why yeah. you end up with so much gold being yeah. found with dagrons. So that's, that's delightful, Jerry. Love it. Yep, I thought so. I thought everybody would love that. Yeah, I'm very good like that. Let's go back, and we'll have a look at have a look at the Tenok. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anybody who's into old hammer of which there's a blooming huge community. And as I keep saying, if you want to do Old Hammer, stop at third edition. Don't go past it because it starts going all heroish after that. But this is a fantastic place to get your hands on um, Slan equivalents, back when Slan weren't just one fat frog sitting on a throne. 
<laughs> that when they were actually a whole army. Um, so, you know, you would have your slant on cold ones, uh, models that haven't been available from GW in, in forever and a day. And uh, as you can see, there's a whole, ho literally a host here, including things like their enhanced warriors, i.e. we we find some people in the jungle and now you have to carry us around and fight for us. We yeah. should call you the first wave. You can you can make the army of Kremlo, the, the classic slan who went to Norska and you yeah. know raised a, a tribe to fight alongside him in the new world. That's what you uh, need to do. So they they are known as the Fadua. <laughs> There's also the Kame. Kame. Who are uh, a whole bunch of um chameleon like uh, sort of little skinkled bits. Those are great. But yeah. well but yeah, th this is the meat and potatoes of the range, the actual um, proper old school star spawn frogs mm. creeping around, bashing people's heads in, and just generally enjoying life. Mm -hmm. um, not, not at the moment because it's too. We hot. made this world. Stop ruining it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop are, touching my toys. You are our science experiment. Yeah. Please, science experiment, stay inside your petri dish. <laughs> you can also pick up bits and pieces like those. Um, Turtle-like shields. Ah. You, you can get those separately if you just don't tell if, Lloyd. If you're looking at them, uh, everyone one hundred percent. I'm planning on telling Lloyd. If you're not, <laughs> love this. Oh my Shield god, that that would have to suck so bad. That drummer. Mm. Every time he slaps him, basically reverberating. It also means he keeps walking forward towards the enemy, even <laughs> though he might not want to, because every time the bongos go, he gets pushed forward a bit. But yeah, just um, a fantastic range if you're planning on on playing some uh, old hammer. Look. And someone found a gun. Filth. Oh, they had all sorts of guns and power fests and stuff. They were the worst, just the absolute worst. You didn't want to go anywhere near an old slan army. They would have you. Look, there's a dead god on his little throne. Brilliant. Not, not at all Beautiful. creepy, scary in any way, shape, or form. A little bit. The hell are those? Those are spawns. Yeah, thank you. Very much. We thank look you. cool. We look derpy. <laughs> Both. Both can be the answer. Packing nice. shields. Oh, there's the shields. And then okay. some yeah. various weapon Yeah. Including mm -hmm. a nice little gold mask. We're all fun. Fun of there. Yeah. And then all the bases in the world. Look, froglings. Out your spawning pool. Eat the bugs. <laughs> Don't let the enemy kill them. I like the grumpy one in the middle. Yeah, that's great. He, yeah. He's he's had enough mm -hmm. of uh, all your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you drag me from uh, the pool? It was cool. I'm not coming out there. I'm stuffed. I want to go home. <laughs> I don't want to go to war today. <laughs> um, right. I want to have a look at oh, the, the reason. The, the reason great. we're all here. Nog and the yeah. Nog. So, mm. Nog and the Nog. Leader of the Nogs, Prince, in the first episodes, became a king um, after his father Knut died. Uh, and then the many adventures he had trying to keep uh, his, his kingdom away from uh, Nogbad the Bad. Um, you can see Nogbad there. Pointing out a wicked finger at Graculus. Poor Graculus. <laughs> Chastising a seabird. Uh, yeah. see, seeing this is tickling my like toddler brain i think i may have seen an episode mm. of this when i was like two years old well or three years old. i mean peter Furman and oliver Pusky did some fantastic things like bagpuss and the oh, ivory man. the engine and 
things like that. Yeah. So these are officially licensed. Um, they are. There's yeah. a whole yeah. host of stuff in here, and you also links to the um, the actual official sites. You can pick up the books. There are book collection stuff. If you've got young kids who haven't seen Nog and the Nog, maybe pick up a book series, get them involved, then buy the miniatures, pay the miniatures for the game. Gonna buy me That's a book, Jerry. I, I'll buy you a book of Nog and the Nog. Yeah. Yay! Hundred <laughs> percent. I will buy you a book of Nog and the Nog. It's, it's all right, Shay. If you want just any book, just go to Mickey D's, get a Happy Meal, and choose a book instead of a toy. Yeah, yeah but it won't be Nog. It won't be Nog and the Nog. <laughs> oh, I know. But he want. He just said a book. Yeah, There's yeah. Nog and Nuka the Inuit princess he married. And as you can see, I mean, these are little touches that until you've read or seen Noggin, you probably won't know. But um, he had to marry within six weeks or he would lose the kingdom uh, to his his uncle. Um, and he looked at all the, the, the princesses brought forward and, uh, and didn't want to marry any of them. And then Graculus arrived with a walrus dagger that was carved with the image of uh, Nuka. Um, in his beak and handed it over to Noggin and went, yeah, no, that's our princess up north. And then he went off and found her. Got wed. Got the kingdom. So, it's all good. So hang on, hang on. That was like a proto-tinder. She's on the dagger. <laughs> shit. Swipe right. Stab, ship ship stab north, right. I think yeah. is how it goes. <laughs> ship north. Uh, find Nuka. Um, but I mean, all of these. Such good models. There's a little clangor as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cute. I, I don't know Have if it was an urban myth or if it was reality, but someone said that you could actually sort of intonate the speech of what they were saying if you kind of yep. worked it out. Yep. And in some cases, the people doing the little whistle stuff were actually swearing in clangor. Yep. Um, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Using a little whistle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Inhaling and exhaling. The dozing centuries mm -hmm. are really nice. I mean, all of this is for people of a certain vintage. The kids obviously were all on board with Nog and Log. Um, but it's just so seeing glorious. seeing all of these move from, and it was all it was all two um, D paper stop motion animation. Um, so seeing them written to three D is just absolutely superb, mm, and they've yeah. done such a nice and not nice being job. tempted to kind of like modernize it in any no, way to no, like you, turn I mean, noggin would, into like would, a real nog real life looking noggin. Just yeah. actually taking the the artwork and yeah. transferring. I mean, it you have so to. It, it's part of the the charm. Um, yeah, obviously, mm -hmm. you can't have your your games narrated uh, by Oliver, which is a shame because because he had a great look at the trolls. That was a great episode. The game where Nogbad and Noggin are playing a game of chess, and there's a whole set of um, trolls with them. Apparently, I don't know how true this is, but Noggin the Nog came from um, one of the creators was on the underground and seen like uh, a tube station called like Needsden or something like that, and he thought Noggin. What's a noggin? Uh, and then went tube station plus Lewis Chessman put them together. Noggin the nog. There you go. Brilliant. And that's how this comes. Uh, I uh, love the genie. Oh, the the flying machine. There is. It's while it is obviously Viking esque um, in cases. There is a certain amount of fantasy and whimsy in there. Yeah, uh, including the inventor who mostly makes inventions that are terrible. But the flying machine worked, which allowed the flying to machine to go on on yeah. adventures further afield. And see other things, so it's it's not all just them. Um, That's where Noggin goes to meet the Varengian guard. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. bring them back for Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, also, Noggin coins, which make really nice tokens or objectives. Yeah, just definitely. Throw that out there. You know like, what? I'm thinking of how you could do like a really fun kind of 
uh, I can't remember how many like basic troops and stuff they have in this collection, mm. but you could do like a little sort of mini Nog in the Nog saga. Yes, I have oh, thought good. of that. There was yeah. another company who did Asterix um, oh. years ago called mm, Magic Miniatures or right. Magic Metal, something like that, in 28 mil. And they look fantastic. Unfortunately, no longer going. And anytime the models come up for sale, they, they go at an outrageous price. But mm. the idea of having Noggin square off against Asterix and Obelix. That would be so good. Just, I mean, yeah. it would well, take all the boxes. I, I clearly know who's going to win. Clearly Asterix and Obelix. Oh, you, you underestimate Noggin the good's power. Uh, maybe Nog, Nog by the bad is the man to send in there. Deal with them up front nastily. But yeah, um, just a superb collection mm. of absolutely stonking. What a fun little stonking range. range. Yeah. yeah. There, there's even um, a Medbury or Medball team yes. um, yeah. that you can yeah, have, I, a, have a butcher's ass. I was wondering what the Medball section was. So, yeah, it, so they did two football teams. They did two they? football yeah. teams. Yeah. Um, and they're even linked to a rule set that you can pick up. Um, because there's not a game specifically for it, it's just the, mm-hmm. the football teams, but you can go to striker table soccer uh, and then pick it up there or pick it up from War Games Vault. Uh, you'll need display room pitch and stuff, but it plays out on like a Subidio pitch, so relatively okay. big. Um, but it means you've you've just got your two teams of Noggin-esque uh, players and, and coach manager. So, so good. You could have Nogbad and Noggin up against each other. Unfortunately, <laughs> casualties. There are always casualties in medball. Yeah. But we'll not let that pass us by. It screams to me of something that should be done as a salute participation game. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Come and play Nog, Noggin, Noggin the Nog medball. That would be so good. Yeah. So I've not had a look at the actual strike uh, soccer rules. No, but I'm definitely going to. Now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, even if they don't do what you want them to do, once you've got the teams, that's the hard part. Putting yeah. together a set of rules to use with the teams, much much easier. Yeah, and there's bound to be a ton of stuff out there um, that you can sort of horseshoe in. And maybe if if you know if um, soccer's not your thing, you could always go for uh, some form of American style football or rugby. Mm-hmm. You know. You just need to swap that little round ball out for uh, uh, one of those egg-shaped ones for fun. <laughs> but yeah, so little soldier company. Uh, delightful ranges of... Really, really, yeah. Really good. Insanity and my youth uh, blended together delightfully. So you should definitely go and check it out. And if you haven't seen Nog and the Nog, I a lot of it's on YouTube. Go and watch it. YouTube. <laughs> to YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Stop, pause the video here. Go and watch all the Nog and the Nog. Then come back. Yes. We'll see you in approximately... <laughs> Two and a half hours. <laughs> right. We're going to take a quick swish. I'm going to watch some dogging. And when we come back, we'll take a look at the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the news. <laughs> okay, we're back and ready to take a look at the news. Mm. And first up, we're going historic or video gamey, but it's historic, but it might be a video game, but that's not historic, but is it? I don't know. It's all very confusing. What's happened yeah. then? It's a bit of everything. Yeah. So uh, Gale Force 9 have uh, re-released 
um, their game World of Tanks, um, which we've played on the channel before and seen mm. seen it going. It's very cool. Um, very similar to the video game itself or the PC game, whichever way you want to approach it from. Uh, you'll be taking control of a series of different tanks. You'll be getting your crew together and you'll be blasting each other to smithereens on the Is that tabletop. a mile, as I see? It is, yeah. So that is the new starter set, which is looking very sleek indeed in that lovely Wait. new packaging. Hold up. They, they put a mouse in the starter set? You mad, yes. man. Yeah. So... <laughs> So the set comes with everything you need to play. Uh, so it comes with the rules, it comes with the tokens, comes with all the card decks that you need for making your various tank crews and everything like that. But then the four models that you get in the set, you get the German mouse, uh, as you can see there, uh, looking very big, <laughs> dominating uh, the uh, the landscape, uh, considering all the other tanks there. But then you also get the Soviet IS-3, the British Centurion MK1, and also an American T-29 as well. So you've got a nice selection of different vehicles there mm. for you to be playing around with on the tabletop. Uh, as I say, it comes with everything you need to play the game, uh, and you could obviously play this in teams. You could play it as a just everybody's for themselves, just blasting each other to pieces if you That's wanted great. to, or you could dive into some objective-based games as well if you would prefer to do that. Um, everything's been sort of like revamped and refined, so it's easier than ever to dive in and have fun with this one. Uh, but if you've played World of Tanks before, then it'll probably be a nice sort of uh, way for you to step up your games and try things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, it should be noted as well that all the tanks that you see there, they come with that sort of pre-coloured sort of undercoat on them. Um, so they're all ready and raring to go if you want to. But you could paint them up in all sorts of oh God, sort yeah. of zany colours if you prefer. Um, I quite like the idea of going full sort of modern video game on them and applying whatever kind of cool skins you want might want to do for like clans and that kind of stuff oh you want to do it fortnite style i want to do it fortnite style i want to have iron man the tank i don't know what fortnite is but world of tanks was doing that like eight nine years ago when it launched yeah yeah between them and like world of warships i mean they've done like anime and 40k variants on vehicles exactly yeah so I, I want to see cherish migrants. I, I want to see German mouse uh, with like digital modern camo on yeah. them, or uh, or like transfers, or like a Banksy done on the side of it. I mean, it's big enough. Just, well, <laughs> just gonna put it out there into the world. I hate the French tanks with auto looters. Oh, well, uh, well, I think everybody go. does. Um, <laughs> but I will say, it, because you can paint them any way you you want, it's not a bad show because it's a very light game to play. Yes. It's not fun. Yeah. And it's not nation specific. Now, they are doing mm. nation sets that we'll see in a second, but mm. you could quite happily put all four of these into the same uh, oh, yeah. team. Mm -hmm. uh, and therefore, having team colors is probably a great way of doing it. You know, just picking your football strip and, and sticking liver birds down the side of everything and going that I think way. that's a great way to go. I think it's a fantastic <laughs> way to go. Or you stick uh, Tesco's on the side of everything. Yeah, well, you, know, you brand Pep Pepsi everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pepsi versus Pepsi Cola. Tank. Yeah. <laughs> Pepsi uh, versus and suddenly we're into Wars. Mutant Chronicles. <laughs> the Cola Wars have begun. Oh, uh, that'd be great. Yep. Yeah. I want to see IKEA-based tanks. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so well, you've got a couple you, of Then you just get a box of bits. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, as well as the starter set, there's also a bunch of different platoons. I should also say there's a, a array of kind of like single blister packs as well that yeah. you can pick up. Oh, World of Tanks, they they have gone all in on this. But um, if you want to just get some sort of themed um, sets based around different nations of, of World War II or whatever, uh, then you've also got these platoon sets. So there's the German one there, which comes with the Tiger One, the Stug Three Alfsji, and the mm. PZKPFW dot. Five hours camp H. 
Yeah, sure, whatever that was. It is a Panzer IV. It's a tank. It's a tank. You've got uh, the UK one as well, which comes with a Cromwell, a Churchill, and a Valentine. Much easier. Very nice easy to say. Yep. And then the Americans come in with the Lee, the Sherman, and the Wolverine. Uh, Again, nice and easy to say. Uh, I hate the Uh, Lees. (laughs) No, such a pain to work through in the game. Well, you you can set up loads of them and just use them as target practice in your games. Then. That is true. Yeah, and then you've got the USSR, the Soviet platoon as well, which comes with the T-34, the KVS-1S, and the SU-100 as well. So if you want to throw your lot in with the Soviets, Shay, uh, then you can do that as well and uh, have some fun with that. So yeah, uh, I could see a lot of people having a lot of fun with this. Um, it's nice that they've kind of revamped it to be like, here's a good entry point for diving into World of Tanks. Uh, but then also provided people with loads of additional options to get started with as well. Um, so it means that you're not kind of stepping into the game and just ending up playing loads and loads of starter set sort of missions, essentially. You've got loads of things to expand and change. And obviously, you can dive into this game and play it from the viewpoint of, I just want to have fun blowing things mm-hmm. up with tanks. Or you can come at it from a slightly more historical a- angle, and maybe this will kind of be your sort of entry point into playing more stuff in sort of World War II and, and that kind of thing as well. So, so you will never put the mouse on the table if you do that way. Well, it can. <laughs> very, very late war for like yeah. an hour. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> One of them was apparently working. Yeah. Um, interesting thing is that they have produced the mouse, though, because all of these um, vehicles, all these kits are the standard Battlefront 15 mil stuff for yep. Flames mm-hmm. of War. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that there's now hard plastic mouths coming mm-hmm. and some of the other weird and wacky late war or, or you know, post war. Yeah, yeah, or the really paper cool. tanks. Because yeah. obviously there's a lot of that in um, World of Tanks. I wonder if we'll see any bleed across into flames. Possibly. I mean, yeah. they, they do a lot of like the theoretical ones that were never actually produced. Yeah, mm. I would definitely say that they're going to go down that route at some point in the future. <laughs> Lots of ways for them to expand in different directions. I wonder if they'll do it like the video game and have the premium tanks. Oh. Uh, you mean you actually think you're going to put in like a... A land raider. The, the, the whole point of the premium tanks though is to get people to pay real money for them. Whereas yeah, we're having to pay real money for these because they're a physical object and not invest. This is, this is fair. So it's fair. Yeah. ones and zeros. Yeah. Right. Uh moving on from the world of tanks. Uh more uh-huh. plastics. Yes. For Stargrave. Yeah. Um so the folks at North Star have been uh, working away on a new plastic set uh, that can be used for diving into Stargrave and creating even more unique. Uh, crews than you had the options for before. Uh, this is a new plastic set that will come with enough components to make 20 of the scavengers. I know a lot of people have been looking to get these for a very long time when it mm. comes to uh, the way that Stargrove has evolved with the, uh, the latest expansions and that kind of thing. Um, but this now comes with a, a, a new selection of options for you to go down the route of building like proper scavengers that head out into the uh, well, head out onto the frontier to uh, sort of raid ships and you know, trade caravans and everything else in between. Uh, comes with an array of uh, different weapons for you to be playing around with. So you've got pistols, blasters, rifles, everything else in between. You've also got a, a whole bunch of melee weapons in there as well, which is nice to see. Um, there's a there's Demolition another... Man stun button there. <laughs> it looks mm. to be, yeah. Uh, there's also a good selection of both sort of human and alien heads in this set as well. So yeah. if you if this was you looking for less kind of helmeted, uh, sort of more rough alien heads, to use within your group then you've got the options for doing that of course you could always go down the star trek route and just paint all your humans blue and yeah, well, uh, you have aliens so. that looks like a massive selection of alien and human heads yep. 
uh, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for those people who like to sort of kit bash together all of the different grave <laughs> plastic yes. sets uh, to make something awesome. Oh, I, I, I see a machete in there. I hope there's a Danny Trejo head. I haven't seen one, but but there are oh, 20, 24 heads for yeah. six, five, five bodies. Yeah, that, that's a lot of options. Yeah. I also noticed that um, he's been numbered off. It's not often they number. Well, if mm. you look, each of the arms do appear to have a, a cast number in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's yeah. been numbered. It's not often they do that, especially mm. that that looks like a, a single-handed pistol. So I wonder where the matching arm for that is. Mm. But cool. it's it, it is nice to see because it bridges the gap between the robed cultists and wizards set for um, Frostgrave that a lot of people have been using in Stargrave with the, the shorter jacketed yes. soldiers yeah. and, and crew. Mm-hmm. So having that sort of three-quarter length frock coat means mm. you can mix and match without it looking very desperate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I definitely like want to that. give this kid a go. Yeah. I mean, one of the nice things about women, we've discussed it there, is like all of these different kits are compatible. So yeah. everything's been done so that they're really easy to build and play around with. I mean, you saw what we did with our different kits when we played through um, Frostgrave and yeah. Stargrave as well. But sort of when we made all the different Frostgrave warbands and things, we had a lot of fun just meshing together all the all the different sets. And depending mm. on how you paint them, you could take them down the kind of piratical route or you could make them a lot more uniform and maybe mm. have them as like kind of like privateer style affair or something if you wanted to something a little bit militia maybe militia yeah easily and be, uh, you know there's no reason that these have to be crew members they could also be used as kind of npcs in your games because uh, you tend to get like oh, pirates and all sorts lots of, different of pirates and scavengers so, and stuff kicking yeah. around so yeah they're particularly nice for that yeah. mm-hmm. and normally they do a fair sized box so how many do you yeah. get in the 20 in this one so, nice yeah. very so nice right. Enough to make three, four crews. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, true. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, what you're chucking out there. Yeah, I mean, if you're wanting some major variation for like your core space, this would be a perfect kit to grab. Yeah, you can go down that route as well. Yeah, very nice. Very yeah. sweet. I like that. Mm. Presumably there must be another book coming. I mean, it's been a couple of days <laughs> since Joe released his last one. It's, it's only a matter a new- of time. There is a new book coming. Uh, Bold Endeavours is the one that's coming out later this year. So Checking keep out. an eye out for that I one. I don't have room on that shelf anymore. All my <laughs> graves were together, and now that shelf is full of graves. Star the symmetry is full. They, they, yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to, uh, you'll, have to you'll have to sci-fi split off. Yeah. yeah, star from uh, Frost. Shocking. Yeah. Right, uh, sticking with the spaths. The space stuff. The spaths. Yeah. But uh, moving to a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Uh, so more stuff coming for uh, Star Wars Shatterpoint uh, when it comes to both bounty hunters and also the royal side of things as well. Uh, but if you're a fan of the cartoons and also if you like uh, the first of the prequel films, The Phantom Menace, uh, you also have some options uh, on that front as well. We start with uh, A Fistful of Credits. Very good uh, see what joke there. I see what they did. Yeah. Uh, but this comes with the uh, the deadly bounty hunter that is Cad Bane. Um, so if you're looking for someone to hunt down Jedi and everyone else in between, definitely want to be picking up Cad Bane to throw into the mix. Uh, he comes with his blasters, and I love the pose of him where he's kind of pulling the Stetson down. I just think it's so cool and gets across those awesome gunslinger vibes really nicely. Uh, there's also the sniper Aura Singh there as well with her blasters at the ready. Jedi uh, Hunter Aura Singh. <laughs> 
leaping back uh, or stepping back as she sort of shoots her way out of a situation on the tabletop. Um, my favorite has to be the Deveronian on the right. Um, right. He kind of, I, I kind of get the vibes that that's like Justin. Yeah. <laughs> what? He's bald. I, he's bald. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm not. Jay, run to the shop, get two cornettos, come back and just jam them on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. Oh God. We just got a new shipment of Mephiston Red Spray. There we go. I really like the little Chadra fan. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got the Chadra fan and Todo 360 as well there as well. So you've got uh, Cad Bane's kind of Ernstwild droid uh, trying to help him out with uh, getting the loot out of there. Uh, and then the Chadra fan as well, which is really awesome. So yeah, uh, a really nice little set. Of, I, um, I do have to admit, I was very tempted to pick up the starter set for this when we were at Expo, but <laughs> the buy-in is quite hefty. It is hefty. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I never looked. Yeah. The thing the thing that's quite good about it though, and it's something that I've I've said to a lot of the people about Shatterpoint, is that at least they didn't drop the starter set and then not do any expansion stuff. They've mm. they've they've dropped it and gone. There is gonna be there is loads of stuff coming throughout the rest of this year yeah. to kind of supplement the main game. So if you want to dive in, you've got the chance yeah, to keep going deeper and deeper into it. When so. Marvel Crisis Protocol came out, it was the starter set. Modoc and, and Hulk. Hulk, and that was it. And then that was yeah. it for a long time. Yeah. All you were yeah. seeing was the same characters slapping mm. each other. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see with Star Wars Crisis Protocol that the set go a bit, <laughs> a bit better for that. Uh, if you want to go down the uh, Phantom Menace route, uh, then you can play around with uh, Padme Amidala and her handmaidens of the Naboo Royal Court. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking to fight your way out of the Royal Palace, potentially towards the end of the. Uh, of the first film in episode one well mm-hmm. uh you have the option to play around with so you've got padme amidala there you've also got uh sabe who's her sort of look-alikey um mm-hmm. that kind of is there to uh make sure that she doesn't get blown up <laughs> awkward uh but there we go uh but then there's also uh the two nabu uh royal handmaidens as well so if you wanted to add both natalie portman and kira knightley into your collection you've got the opportunity to do that i like that they actually sculpted the faces to be exactly the same, so yeah. You get that, that kind that's what of like looking at here. Going, thing. That's what yeah. I want. I just want four of the same face. Yes, forever yeah. swapping handmaidens in and out. Yeah, yeah. it's like Saddam Hussein. Uh, how many arguments like, is this going to cause on the tabletop when you kill one and it's just like, no, it wasn't her. That was Sabe. Ha ha ha. <laughs> one in three chance, no boys. <laughs> it's, it's the equivalent of killing Doctor Doom. Yeah, is it Doom? Or always, is it just another Doom, Doom bot. bot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but again, a really nice little set. Um, I really like the posing for the handmaidens in particular. Mm. I think that's really nice. Um, I think the handmaidens are my favourite part. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot going on with their sort of ceremonial robes and dress, but the the handmaidens, um, yeah, have that sort of more. We're going to go down fighting. Feel yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I that really and like they, they've really captured a nice little bit of motion in the cloth work that they've done in the sculpts, mm. which I always yeah. like. Because it's because it's and I think that's really nice because it's obviously a skirmish based game where you're playing with a few models per side and it's meant to be kind of like dynamic Saturday morning cartoon action. Mm-hmm. You want that kind of thing built into the models, which I think is really yeah. cool. Yeah, so very nice. Stuff, so. I'm guessing they haven't said anything about how they play game wise yet. Uh, there's there's a couple of bits of information underneath it, and I think they oh. did. I think um, Atomic Mass Games did a uh, well. I see over on their web store, but uh, I think Atomic Mass Games did like a sort of like run through of the different box sets that were coming up uh, oh. in a live stream, but. Um, they also have loads of blog posts and things where they're talking about um, gameplay and things like that. So if you want a little bit more, then you can head o- head on over to the Atomic Mass Games website and uh, 
have a read. Uh, and I think a bunch of people have done loads of videos on it as well. So they're cool. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah. it came out mm, not that long ago. Uh, like people, UK Games Industry, basically. Yeah, yeah so, people have already yeah. went yeah. in with booth feet. I know there's a uh, crowd of people have um, got it in advance for various stores and stuff. Um, Kathy Willett has been doing some stuff uh, mm-hmm. on her channel, especially building terrain and bits and pieces as, as is her want anyway. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, interesting. It'll be fascinating to see where it goes. I look forward to the yeah. fire sale for Legion when they finally just can that one. I'll just be able to pick up but all Ewoks, stuff. Ewoks are coming though, Jerry. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah, keeping it going for the yeah, Ewoks. Yeah, sure. So, 100%. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then when it gets shit canned, I'll just scoop it all up then and I'll have a load of miniatures to play with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the gaming vulture that is Mr. McCabe. Uh, 100%. Right in there, packing over the flesh of dead games. <laughs> right. Uh, six mil stuff from Lazy Forger. Yeah. Uh, so the Lazy Forger, um, we've seen them do amazing stuff in the past. And um, when we looked at them as part of like 3D printing and uh, and also in just our news stories and general coverage, really, of, of, of everything they've done. Um, but they uh, designed a whole host of new six mil terrain. Uh, for use in your small scale games uh, this new set is based around the idea of favelas mm-hmm. um, so if you wanted to put together a battle uh, battlefield that the corporations and governments don't mind smashing to pieces of course it's the favelas <laughs> you, poor you people who live destroy brazil yeah uh, so they've designed these amazingly intricate uh, pieces as you can see here like the lazy forger don't they don't pull any punches when it comes to design work and sort of intricate details. Like, there's no reason for the floor to be covered in little bumps, mm. show, like rubble, but it does. There's no reason they had to build the interior of these six mil buildings with shelves and things then stuff, on the shelves. on the shelves. Um, but they did. <laughs> also, appropriate <laughs> levels of trash yep. just sitting outside the door. Yeah, lots of trash and scatter under outside as well, which I think is really nice. And all the corrugated sort of roofing sections as well. Um, and they've kind of, uh, I think, Wait, over on they've the... They've done one with plastic deck chairs. Yep. yep. <laughs> and you want to watch the mech smashing through the city. Yeah. Uh, so they've done a couple of different housing sets, which are modular, and you can kind of put them together in different ways. Uh, you've also got like bunker elements as well. So if you wanted to make the uh, sort of create the idea of like a safe bunker area within the Fedovelas, you can pick them up from their web store. And then there's that really awesome walls set, which I think is just phenomenal. Mm. Um, like I love the buildings, but the walls are great for kind of like hunkering down with your sort of keeps the zombies out. Yeah. Keeps the zombies out as well. Kind of pygmies, whatever I, happens. I to really me. have to wonder whenever they were starting the company, did they look at it and go, "How ironic can we make our company name?" <laughs> yeah, oh, there's nothing lazy about it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I, get that. I will yeah. say the level of detail on these mm. is such that I know in the uh, Lazy Forger's Discord, people have been printing some of the stuff at 28 mil. Mm. Go out, look at this. It's a baseballs. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and why would you not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, one one of the nice things about this is that it's all pre-supported at six and ten mil. Mm. Uh, so if you wanted to upscale it a, a little bit, you can do if you're playing 10 mil games, so like drop zone or, or whatever. Right. Um, but if you want to take it to 15 mil, it does obviously come with the supports on it, but they recommend re-supporting, re-supporting it. So it would say the same bigger. goes for yeah. 28 yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, but very nice. That's bonkers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's truly amazingly detailed. The scenery, <laughs> the scenery in and of itself is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, they've been working on full spectrum dominance. 
the yeah. um, combined mm-hmm. arms sci-fi game, which what this is for, but you can really use it for battle tech or other things. Um, yeah. But they're miniatures. The the two armies for full spectrum dominance are just spanking. Yeah. You got to play it, didn't you, Jerry? Yeah, I got well, unfortunately, via the medium of far away ones and zero land, the digital upside down world. Yes, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 uh, battle tech meets saga. Uh, it's like dice allocation for resource management and stuff. There, there's a lot going Tick on. Ticks so many cool. boxes. I, yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> I don't I don't even know if we've mentioned it on the channel or if it's appeared. Do you know that they're working on uh, fantasy at the moment? They've I didn't realize that. They, they've showed off a few test pictures oh, of, wow. of um, small scale fantasy miniatures, uh, fantasy slash Viking. <laughs> so could be historic. Tick. Could go fantasy. <laughs> But I've seen some stands of the the figures, and oh, no, they look amazing. Uh, They're anything like the terrain that's for another day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, great stuff from from Jack and Van yeah, uh, Doty. Yeah, mm. it, absolutely corking. You you never stop finding new interesting things. Like no. I, I keep seeing like little generators and little sort of sets of a uh, you know dropped off stuff that's been parachute- dirty washing par- over the balconies. Yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. I'm, I'm just waiting for them to do a Where's Waldo? <laughs> it's probably in there somewhere. Yeah. I mean. He's got to be somewhere because otherwise people wouldn't be looking for him. That's yeah, true. clearly. But so, what has he done that's so bad that everybody's looking for him? Uh, I was going to say Carmen something, but we would have to like that all. So, draw your own conclusions at home. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Uh, yeah. Paul Hicks. Yes. Uh, so, Paul Hicks, the uh, insane sculptor that he is. One um, of the Paul is, Hicks clones. Yeah. <laughs> that they've got set up in his lab, yeah. Uh, he's been working with antediluvian miniatures uh, mm. on a new edition, well, a couple of new additions to their historical range. Um, if folks don't know, they have uh, antediluvian have been doing a really nice selection of medieval mm. Scots, uh, but also kind of um, sort of early medieval Scots as well. So if you wanted to look from kind of just the end of the Dark Ages into the start of the early medieval period, mm-hmm. been working on them as well. Uh, and there's three new sets that have been sculpted up by Hicks that are going to be coming out very, very soon. Uh, we start with the Great Axe Islesman, as you can mm. see there. So these would have been your Hebrideans, your your uh, Orkney folk. Proto-Galloglass. Or Proto-Galloglass, yeah. Actual Galloglass in many respects. Uh, so they've been working on these, and again, just phenomenal detail, especially when it comes to face faces. I think mm. Paul Hicks has, has got a, a gift for doing really nice faces. Yeah. I mean, they they all have different faces, but they all say the same thing: "Get off my land!" Yeah, exactly. Get off my get island. Get off, kick your, you back into the get off boy. your land. <laughs> this is our land now. Yeah. Um, but uh, so they've already done two sets of Islesmen already that come yeah. with both spears and swords, sort of axes and things like that. Yeah. But this then allows you to bring in. Sort of like elite um great axe wielding fellows so if you're playing a game a little bit like saga for example yeah uh then you could use these um, and game. speaking of yeah. speaking of um gallo glass <clears throat> paul did the original gallo glass set he when did. the yeah. range was at claymore castings before mm-hmm. um anti-delivian took it over so there mm-hmm. are gallo glass leashing about the place with axes already um mm-hmm. so being able to add some additional islesmen to them um yeah. having having your bowmen or even using these as um, cairns in a, a, an Irish mm-hmm. setup as well would work. Yeah. Although, hey, Gandalf decided to be an archer. <laughs> yes, that does look a lot like Ian McKellen actually on the left. <laughs> I mean, everybody's got to have a hobby. Yeah. I'm sick of being on green screen. I'd rather be in a battle, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't get my head around it, Peter. <laughs> I've lost my staff. What else do we have? 
but yeah, so these are your early Highlands Bowman. Um, so if you're looking to add them into the mix, you've got them as well there. I like that they've... Lead teal on his gumps and his... It's just so good. Spanking. I, I love that they've got the... They've also got the the bows mm. and the arrows and things, but they've also got the swords strapped to their belts as well. Yeah. So you, you you get there's so many times where you see archers where they don't have a like a dagger a, a or a sword weapon. Yeah, when they would definitely or, have, or one. even a quiver, or, or yeah, or even a quiver. <laughs> you are where, given where are you one arrow from? for the battle. That is your quota. I'm like Legolas. I draw it from nowhere. <laughs> um, but then we've also got uh, the Catarans, so your Highland Catarans. Uh, so these are your kind of raiders effectively it's kind of like a catch-all term for kind of raiders and mercenaries and sort of the the lower peasantry mm. that would have been fighting during the period um so you could use these from kind of like the early through to much later in the sort of medieval period if you wanted to uh the kind of arms and armor didn't necessarily yeah. change drastically That's, yeah so, especially um, when you hit the the celts the gales yeah, there yes. was an awful lot yeah. of overlap for quite some time on yeah. both sides. So, uh, and I, I, I tend to think that Welcome middle right, right is very much a Jerry. Um. <laughs> has that? Has that feel? Yeah, definitely has it. So, if you're going to paint him up, definitely go down that uh, route. I would say all the uh, So, study Jerry's face very carefully. Look at the camera, Jerry. Look at this. It's, it's very <laughs> important that a I'm very red. I'm either pale or very red. There's no in between. There's no tan. Don't go for tan flesh. Well, it, here's the thing. Because it's medieval, you have to be very red because you're fighting in summer. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Go oh, ahead. I wouldn't want to go to war. And all that leather. You've ruined war for me. <laughs> Yay! With talk of talk of heat. Uh, <laughs> Up until then, I was bang on board for it. Uh, but so as well as sculpting for antediluvian uh, and doing those amazing historical miniatures, um, a lot of people also know that Hobday and Hicks do their awesome uh, series of games and miniatures lines uh, based around things like the Barons War. And they've also done Conquest, which is their sort of uh, 1066 Dark Ages game, which is a spin off of, the, of uh, the Barons War. But and as we learned when we went to UK Game Tech Bo, they're also mm. going to be working on a fantasy range, which is mm. coming up very soon. Oh, my God. I mean, um, I I did get Jerry a little sneaky little gifty gift. You did, yes, yes. Uh, um, it's, it's so on, on the table in front of me somewhere, but there's a layer of Forge Fathers <laughs> that I can't get through. <laughs> so the the first couple of miniatures that we've seen painted up as well are the HV uh, painted by HVM Workbench, who do amazing work. Anyway, they're just Ooh. stunning, especially the Middle Earth mm. uh, range is, is fantastic. All the stuff they've done for, for that is great. But anyway, uh, they've painted up the Dark Wizard, as you can see there. Uh, but they've also done a series of Orc Warriors that are coming out. I uh, do love well. just how grimy and gritty the Orcs are, even down yeah. to details like damage on chainmail. Yeah. I, I think it, I think they look stunning. There's definitely, from my point of view, especially when it comes to the orcs, there's a kind of Middle Earthy Tolkien esque feel to them in their design, which is always nice to see. Mm. Um, but you could obviously use these very generically in, in a whole range of different games, and of course, their own game when it comes out. Ha ha ha. Mm. Um, uh, from what I've from what I've heard, anyway, they've got humans and orcs nailed down as at least two of the factions that are going to be working on. Mm -hmm. um, but Oh, I would love to see Hicks work on dwarves and elves. I I, I I am eagerly awaiting what he does with them when it comes to sort of big beards and pointy ears. Yeah. Well, I will say the the spears there, they look like the brass spears that are actually sharp. Oh, yeah. Oh, without, I mean, yeah. pretty much all the spears and pikes and lances for uh, mm. Footsore mm -hmm. uh, are always su supply wire spears. Mm. Yeah, because it's the only way to do it. Um, yeah. It will be. I mean, there's there's certainly a very 
Angus McBride feel on the orcs. Very much. I so. wonder if they'll take the the sort of keys for some of the other fantasy races from that similar style, um, yeah. or go in a completely new direction of their own. Ooh. Yeah, it uh, will be very cool to see what they do with it. Um, I was I, when I first saw this chap, I was kind of getting familiar. sort of Arthurian vibes, but then mm. we saw the orcs, which kind of took took take us more towards kind of classic fantasy. So interesting to see. I'm I'm I'd love to see skeletons as well. Oh, skeletons by Hicks. Skeletons. Interesting. Yeah. Then he he does such good faces. He does. Just doing repetitive skulls over and over. I think um, unless unless they uh, and they won't because it's too surreal to lean into the evil dead army of darkness where you ah, have like yeah, grinning yeah. skeletons and things like that. Mm. I just Well, what if he did different fantasy race skelly bobs in the oh. set? Might so work. Could have fun with like orcs and goblins and all sorts of different Yeah, orc heads, dwarf heads, elf heads. Well, that would be certainly nice because all the heads there's a there's there's a a lack of kind of other fantasy races of skeletons out there nowadays. So yeah. Sorry, I'm just I'm trying to remember who did the Draugr. Uh, it was Colin Patton. It uh, was Colin uh, Patton for yeah. for Ragnarok. Yeah. Ragnarok Draugr, yeah. really nice. So maybe doing undead in a Draugr slash Ooh. Army of the Dead style, where they still have skin like um, peat, peat bog bodies. We're dry kind of undead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't those no, like dusty undead? undead? No, dusty undead. Dusty. Very sand. No sand. Oh, there's no yeah, sand there. Yeah. Draugr come from Scandinavia. You couldn't get further from dry undead. Yeah, but they're, 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 those. This, this is why I said dusty undead. Those yeah. crypts are kind of dusty. And, no, yeah. not those. Yeah. Dusty, but not dry. Yeah. Shay, tell them. <laughs> tell them no. <laughs> dry undead for the wind, Jerry. Come on. <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. Uh, if you were nicer, Shay, I wouldn't poison you every time we went away. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, there's the key component. A Jerry. Just saying. You you would come back and you wouldn't be ill all the time if you just knuckle down and get in line with the big win. <laughs> it all makes sense though. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, right. betrayed. Has he ever given you red wine, Shay? I mostly uh, do it when he's asleep. It's a bit like Gruce Point Blank. I just uh, have okay. a thread that I drip stuff down into his mouth. Uh, okay, sorry. I thought you were putting antifreeze into his red wine to make him eventually have a stroke. No, no, no. That would wow. be cruel. There we go. You, uh, besides, you, never, you never know when you're going to be short of a bottle of wine yourself. You know? I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Why waste it? Okay. Right. We have in final piece of news. We do. Yeah. Uh, so in, in, in lieu of the Worlds of Warmer 40,000 just being essentially Leviathan for the next couple of weeks, yep. uh, I thought I'd look at a different way for you to use all those tyrannids you've now suddenly got mm. in your collection. Um. <laughs> Adam and Vince, uh, the folks behind Snarling Badger Studios that people will know very well, uh, have released their new war game, which released kind of over the um, UK Games Expo sort of weekend called Majestic 13. Um, if you are a fan of XCOM, this is the game for you to dive into and have a I... look at. <laughs> As I saw you playing it in the van, I know you're definitely a fan of XCOM, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> hey, you uh, got to do something when you're on the boat for your hours. That's true. Uh, so this is a miniature agnostic game. I know a lot of people don't like that phrase, but that's what it is. Uh, where you can use whatever sci-fi slash near future miniatures you want from different games. Um, the main premise behind this is that it's a solo slash cooperative affair where you'll be taking on the role of one of the different agencies or corporations on planet Earth that is trying to deal with the alien threat that is uh, looking to take over uh, lovely marble in the depths of space. Uh, 
you will dive in and you'll create your collection of uh, soldiers that are being sent out into the field based on 13 different sort of corporations mm-hmm. or sort of agencies. You that, This could be kind of like dudes with pitchforks and stuff they found in the local garage that are going out to hunt uh, things in the farms, or it could be like fully heavily armed soldiers, as you can see here, you know, in like tactical armor with all the latest laser weaponry and everything else in I between. Mean, if you could if I have to choose, to I'm do. going with the CIA. Well, there we they go. have good toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you will dive into a series of missions and sort of campaigns where you'll play out sort of uh, different objectives and things like maybe rescuing civilians, dealing with a big alien beastie, um, you know, helping out places that are going to get destroyed, sneaking into sort of alien spaceships, very XCOM-like and everything else in between. Uh, And then you'll be hoping to come back to base uh, without being turned into goo. But don't worry. Uh, One of the nice things about the game is that you can kind of add stats to all your different characters in whichever way you see fit. And so if you've made the best super soldier in the world, but he accidentally gets blown up by an alien grenade or swallowed by a bug, um, there are clones back at base. So there'll always be a clone of your dead soldier that will be brought back into uh, service. Uh, But there will always be a little bit worse. Uh, than the first time they went out, which was quite nice. Iterations of Paul Hicks. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, For this, I need a modular magnetized modern city set. There we go. Start start, start Kickstarter like right now. Yeah. (laughs) I can just Uh, use my Mars attack stuff then. Yeah. Actually, Uh, yeah, good shout. That's, yeah, very true. Um, if it's anything like the stuff that Snarling Badger have done in the past, uh, like Rain in Hell and um, their Space Station 13, was it, I think? Or Space Station oh, something? Zero. Space Station Zero. Yeah. Uh, if it's anything like those two games, uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff to get stuck into here and lots of ways for you to customize it to the way that you want to play your games. Oh, and nice. uh, I could see a lot of people, as I say, picking up stuff from maybe War Games Atlantic uh, and then Tyranids and everything else in between uh, in order to play out some fun XCOM style affairs yeah. on the tabletop. So yeah, definitely the, uh, a look at this one. The harvesters would be very good for us. Oh yes, um, from very good. Atlantic, mm. and then obviously you've got um, Ura. The, yes, the, you the do. Space Marines. <sighs> so, yeah. um, the the plague from Dead Zone would be good for it. Mm. Oh, yeah, filthy, filthy yeah. plague. I'm not. The lab has exploded them. somewhere. We- in... Weirdly, now I'm just thinking about just playing Mars Attacks. <laughs> so using the Martians as your team and then hunting down these terrifying humans who are Oh my god, that would be so good. <laughs> Flip it on its head. Flip it yeah. on its head, yeah. Uh, and instead of having big ribbly monsters, they have what is that? Is that a mech? Oh no, they're not allowed those. Yeah. <laughs> Mechs, you know, um any of the sort of ultra modern stuff where they've they've started adding other bits and pieces in. Just spend your time hunting those down. Yeah. Is, is that some sort of Bradley over there? Take it out. <laughs> We are your friends. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time for a swish. Some of us need to cool down. Clearly, heat stroke is setting in. Uh, we should be back to round out the show with some Kickstarters and a little bit of 3D printing. All right, we are back and ready to check out some ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. Digital 3D printing. Shiznay. Mm. Oh, excuse me. He's allergic to 3D printing. Okay, we're skipping this segment. <laughs> <laughs> no? All right. Um, uh, and this is a different one. It mm. is. This, yeah. this was recommended by Viking. I'm yes. Uh, one of our buddies, John, uh, from UK Games Expo, who does the Viking reenactments, as I was 
walking out to very quickly run and grab a thing from the hotel, which I had forgot at the hotel, which was on accident and not on purpose. Uh, he caught up with me and just went, here, have a look at this. And what it is, there is a guy in the world who is going around scanning ancient monuments mm-hmm. and then converting them to 3D printable files. So if you're doing anything historical and you need some statuary, some uh, ancient magical stones, anything that's like that good stuff, well, now you can get it in 3D and off you go. Yeah. So this is uh, Scan the World. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you say, there's like a, there was an, an individual behind it, but it's I think it's grown to have like a huge collective of individuals that are going to their museums in their local countries their cities and things and basically scanning all the different artifacts as well as there being like actual academic teams doing exactly the same thing because mm-hmm. you know for a lot of the cases you want to try and preserve a lot of this a lot of this stuff if the worst would happen and so having scans of it and stuff is, is absolutely fantastic and so it's yeah. been really nice as you say justin to see people looking at and grabbing some of the statuary and and all the different sort of buildings and art pieces and everything else in between uh, that you can find in different cities around the world that would then be perfect for dropping into your you know your games whatever mm. they might be yeah. i mean top. john has said the one that he wants converted to a 3d printable file is the latest scan they did of the titanic a big ass Titanic. That would be cool. That is huge. <laughs> Set up millions and millions of 3D printers and let Shay have at it, is what I say. Yes. <laughs> Give me an army. They're, um, some of them are categorized by where they've come from. Mm-hmm. Is there a category in here? Have they literally gone geographic or is no? No, that would. Oh, collections. I'm just curious. Yeah, so I think a lot of it's based on. Uh, they've done some of it based on museums. There we go. Okay. Uh, so and then some of it by cunt by country as well. So you can break down things that were found in the British Museum or in the an Egyptian. The Sutton Who one's really cool because they've got like the the the, the classic helmet that everybody Sutton knows. Helmet. Yeah, uh, which is really nice as well. So if you're looking to make gaming to- gaming tokens for your games, but you want them to look as accurate as possible, get some Sutton Who coins to use those. That's pretty cool. Mm. Um, you know, get the helmet for you to add to your miniatures or just use as a piece of terrain. Maybe uh, make it huge and like carve out the side of it and give it, maybe turn it into like a giant's helmet or something like that. Could be very nice. Uh, after the days when making money was just a simple matter of just taking a bit of metal and smashing it between two rocks. Yeah. I actually did, I actually did that. I went to a medieval fair and I got to make my own silver coins. It was really nice. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. Yeah. And it was basically that, just getting a hammer and smashing it. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, this is a really cool idea. If you're looking to do like some themed pieces, say you're even just mm. wanting to actually like decorate your gaming room. Yeah. Doing something like the helmet Mm -hmm. and then painting it up could be really cool. All depends because there are multiple people doing it now. Like you say, the quality of the scans are probably going to vary depending on what Mm. equipment each person has. But, uh, I think it's a it's a it's a great way to essentially bring a lot more of that realistic history, all a lot of real history to the tabletop to 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 bring into your games and or as you say your rooms and things like that. I um, suppose a lot of it will come down yeah. to access as well. I mean, I'm fairly yeah. certain that the British Museum are not going to open the cabinet up and allow somebody to get right in there, so they're going to yeah. have to scan or mm. take their photographs or whatever they do, sketch it um, mm-hmm. on on piece of paper. Um, mm from outside the cage but then other things that are statuary out in the street or a lot or, easier to scan you know, a lot yeah. easier to just get in there and um yeah. and have or, a look around in or if it's things like old obelisks and things mm. definitely 
the thing that I like as well is that you can a lot a lot of the time you'll look at stuff like this and you'll see it in the form that you're aware of from the museum so it'll be like battered and chipped and all that kind of thing but you could obviously come back to these and kind of take some cues from you know art and descriptions of the period and paint them up to look how they would have done because one i mean one of the big things i recently had, i was watching jason and the argonauts mm. and they're all they're all fighting around ruins yes they're all like white and you're like that wouldn't have been the case it would have all been painted <laughs> and so i keep looking i mean obviously it's a, from atlantis though yeah so they, they were um, Greek ruins. So I'm always, so I'm always like, ah. Oh, but if you're going to make Rome, have it so it's bright and colourful because that's what it would have been like back at the time, coupled in blues and yellows and golds and reds and everything else in between. You can see um, in Santo Pancha's project. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's a ride of colour. But yeah. another good thing about this is because um, depending on the game you're playing, uh, if it's a modern game, then you can obviously there's modern statuary or there's the ancient relics that can just be mm. run as is um, or you know for ancients then you may want to use some of the more modern but in that aesthetic style so yeah. the modern reproductions that they've scanned to yeah. have the you know the, the venus de milo or whatever it happens to be without the you know with the arms included stuck on a a thing in uh, venice because there's lots of companies that do plinths and stuff Ceresa do a load of plinths but then finding models to go on them in 28 mil for specific periods is very difficult um, yeah. generally you're left going well what i'm going to do is just stick a mounted cavalry figure on it and spray it marbly white mm. um yeah. or but just we, a, you know, an infantryman on a pedestal that sort of thing being able to to stick down some famous statuary um because it's really good for historics in particular if you wanted to go a little bit nuts you actually could go the whole hog and actually do a full museum for your forces to fight through i was thinking imagine that as like a cthulhu based game or but mm. or like like night of the museum but like a proper horror movie <laughs> see i'm I'm actually yeah. thinking do like a war ravage museum with like smashed oh. up display cases and stuff yeah yeah that would be really cool you could have them was it the museum men was that what it was the the uh oh was it monuments men the monuments Events. men with george clooney and stuff yeah which are based on the the real chaps that went in to try and get all the relics and stuff before they got destroyed or hidden away Not you could do exactly that the yeah. map men who are different, but equally good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's a really awesome little collection and a really fun idea. Um, and also something that I think it's, um, you know, is a benefit both historically and also <laughs> for us tabletop gamers, especially those who are really good at working like and tweaking the settings on their 3D printers. Because if you can get these to the right scale and get all the details and everything like that, uh, I think you could get some really nice clean sculpts out of these nowadays. So, or prints out of these nowadays. That's it. I mean, yeah. I have no idea about how digital files work, but they can be they can be thrown into programs and changed, can't they? You can use what's the one Blender? Uh, yeah. Could, so yeah. P- potentially, you could pull the pock marks and aged bits out. Yeah. Flatten the surfaces off, make them a bit crisper. He yeah. said, knowing nothing about how intricate or detailed that would be you know what i would really love I'm sure to see really them do. just do that mm. go around some of like the the old like roman fountains and stuff for bigger terrain pieces oh yeah so you could then 3d cool. print those out and just lay them down and do like a big section of rome mm, that'd be good there's no point in a big section on. of rome until uh, lloyd has built the rest of Rome for me <laughs> <laughs> still seems to be resisting that the meme's still good it's still always good. It's an old meme, sir, but it checks out. <laughs> the statue of a marmot. There's, I mean, there's so many weird, there's wacky so things. so many there. files. Yeah. There Even is just a from a, um, 
aesthetic or stylistic choices um, for for some of the older stuff? Because I'm sure there's bits and pieces in here that you'll never have seen. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because I could send you off a whole tangent. You're thinking, well, I'm going to do X for my tabletop game. And then you see something in here like, uh, yeah. like this Arthur Ashe monument where apparently he's having to beat off zombie children who are coming for him <laughs> with, a stack, with a, of, a stack of Nog in the Nog books and a tennis racket. Um, so, I mean, I would never have thought that uh, the great monument to the zombie apocalypse of, uh, well, it looks like early 80s. That, that's um, clearly got to be a Malifaux statue. Could be. Yeah. Could be that. Mm. But get in there, beat them down. I also noticed that there's, um, for most, if not all, of the ones that we've been through, there's descriptions right on where they come yeah. from, what they are. Uh, yeah. When they were erected, and where you can find them in real life as well, so it's it's you know it's nice that you can reach out and touch them in real life if um, if you're interested as well. Mm. Yeah, that is a eclectic mix of stuff. Oh, yeah, poor Demeter, no head, no arms, no luck. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, personally, I love the concept of this. For either, yeah. if you want to do a big scale, go nuts. If you want to do something for your gaming table, this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Busts are very nice as well. Mm. It's also yeah. interesting seeing the scan without all of the, the patina and stuff, seeing it clean. Mm. Mm. Although, obviously, patinering it up, it's a really quick and easy way of painting it. Uh huh. Very we, true. You know, that's much easier, Ben, than painting it bright and colorful like it used that, to be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the lazy person in me is thinking, you know, let's, yeah. let's do that. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole host of, what, 13,000-odd scans in here? Something like that, yeah. Um, Something mad. growing. So we're we're probably not going to look at all of them. We'll look at uh, half. <laughs> no? Okay, then. But yeah, uh, very different from our usual fare, but I think worthwhile mm. having a look at. Well, everybody, the, everybody already needs, always needs terrain and things to make their tabletops unique, and this is the kind of stuff that would do that really very nicely, true. I think. Well, yeah. it's small incidental pieces like this are really what bring a game and table to life for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Telling Excellent fun stories. Mm -hmm. You two can recreate the zombie apocalypse of uh, Arthur Ashe <laughs> in your own home. See how that goes for you. Uh, coming to GameFound soon. Yeah. yeah. If, it's, if it's not, I'll start it. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim centre over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Right. Uh, we have three crowdfunding campaigns. We to take do. Mm -hmm. You spoil us this week. I do. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be starting off uh, with oh an old favourite Shay have you seen Firefly Firefly yes <laughs> <laughs> oh man are we still playing the game oh always always always, always playing, playing the game, game. of course yeah. alright um, so yeah Gale Force 9 have hit up Game Found with their new project that is as you can see incredibly well funded mm. for you to get your hands on um, Firefly the game um, if anybody has missed out on Firefly the game. Uh, it's great. There's a demo video that uh, Justin did years and years ago. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which you can go Many and watch. moons ago. Uh, you well, can see younger Justin. It's like looking back through time. Honestly, uh, but, I haven't changed that much in 10 years. Uh, that's true. Uh, so this is the 10th edition anniversary box. Well, sorry, the 10th anniversary edition box. <laughs> collector's edition box. So many words. We're with you. Uh, that allows you to dive back into not just the core game for Firefly, but also every single expansion, 
and promo bit and everything else in between that was ever made for the game all in one place. Um, when you dive into Firefly the game, it's a very open-ended experience. It's very much one of those kind of event games, I like to think, where you set it up, you'll get your ship, and you will head out into the verse uh, to do whatever you want to do in order to make some money and come out the other end uh, smelling of roses and with all the victory points. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> uh, so you could be a cargo hauler, just ferrying things from one end of the verse to the other you could be a smuggler you could be an outlaw you could hunt down people as bounty hunters you could do everything that you want uh in the firefly world and uh take it as you see fit and uh, do whatever you want to get your sort of route towards victory which obviously means that it's great coming back to it every single time because you can play it in a multitude of different ways and it'll all change anyway depending on the ships that you get the crew that you find the events that you get into and everything else that's drawn throughout the process as well um as i say the core game is in there but you're also going to get your hands on every single one of the expansions. So they've looked at um, loads of the different episodes. Monies and stuff. Yep, loads of additional things there. Um, there's also a really great kit for um, veterans who maybe have everything already. Um, so the Veteran Pilots Upgrade Kit comes with, and the, the actual core pledge comes with this as well, because it's a big plush thing. Um, you get painted resin ships for mm. all of the... Um, vehicles the flyers in the game so uh you can see them there which is very nice i'm, I'm so, gonna have to get my copy out again yeah so if you're looking to kind of just upgrade what you already have you have that option too as you can see they've made this so it is very luxurious so you have all the storage options as well so essentially everything firefly is contained within one box and you'll never have to play another game ever again because this will take up all of your time <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't um, come with a pair of blue gloves though to keep it all pristine well, no, yeah. Um, it would be really yourself. great if it came with its own brown coat, though. That would be good. <laughs> uh, no, the, the only thing to say is, playing this game, I am to misbehave. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, a really fun um, kind of re-release of Firefly. Um, it can be quite, well, it was quite hard over the last couple of years to get your hands on some of the expansion content or mm -hmm. indeed the core game. And so for Gale Force 9 to be bringing this back out and being like, hey, dive in and get absolutely everything you could ever want for Firefly. I think this is really cool. Um, and even then, you could always just pick up some of the separate bits if you wanted to as well. Which is oh, nice. Firefly I will Fox. also say Firefly Adventures is really fun as well. Um, so if you wanted to play, get another game on top of this one, I would I would heartily recommend that. It's really good. Um, well, the way the way it plays, it's more like so. This is the overarching universe in the main game, but mm -hmm. the adventures one is like you're getting to play out an episode of the show with yes, the crew once they've really landed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can kind of like sneak around, and then things go hot, and you have to like rush before the alarm goes off. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> and e even the the turn sequence mechanic in it is one of the best I've ever seen because each action you take takes time. Mm -hmm. So everyone else is always playing catch up behind you. Yeah. If you do something really like complicated, it, it'll take longer. So you go further down the track. So you have to wait longer before it's your turn again. Yeah, it's 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 really well done and kind of really hits the total sort of tone and feel of the show. Yeah, and then the, the larger board game does exactly the same thing as well, but on a grander scale, as Justin was saying. So yeah, yeah very cool. Can you play it out of order like Fox did? <laughs> Can I have my turn six while you're having your turn three? Yes. Well, it's very virtue, I guess so, yeah, because you could play with different characters and different ships and all over the place. So, yeah, you too can be Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I will ruin the experience for everybody around the table, just like Fox did. <laughs> well done, Fox. Uh, hey, hey, at, le at least they haven't put the movie into the board game. Have they not? 
I quite I like Serenity not. though. But... Uh, no, no. Wash, wash. Oh, my guy. Ah, you know. Spoilers for Firefly. I think you're a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, there are 20 days left. It's yes. mostly funded. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you can go in and pick and choose whether you want it all or if you just want to pick up uh, the bits relevant to you. Yeah. And then you can, too, you can call it this land mm-hmm. and it should be fine. As long as the T Rex doesn't inevitably betray you, you're fine. I'll find you. <laughs> How many more quotes can we get in? <laughs> oh, so many. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Anyway. We will right. float like a leaf on the wind into our next uh, Kickstarter, mm. yes. uh, which comes from Ragnarok Miniatures. Oh, my God. We were talking Quickly. about Colin earlier. Talked about him earlier, yeah. I should really pay attention to what's in the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is the Kickstarter project for Ragnarok, Sons of Odin. Um, this is possibly their biggest collections of Vikings yet. Mm. Uh, there's 150 to choose from or get all of them. That's the way to go. Um, they're all 28 mil. They're all metal. And they've been focused around, in particular with this, Colin's love of the sagas and the Icelandic sagas themselves. Mm-hmm. And in particular as well, even more particular, Njal's saga. Um, so there's a breakdown of kind of what you get in this set. You can pick up a whole host of personalities. But before we get to that, this is the Shield Wall collection. So you can... <laughs> Colin has sculpted up a huge array of different Vikings for you to build your own shield wall Mm. in a kind of historically accurate way. So you've got dudes at the front who are like stabbing and charging, chaps towards the back who are at rest. You've got um, folks suffering the arrow storm, as it were, Mm. with sort of the shields above their heads, defending against arrows coming in from afar. And then you've got all of those dead Vikings (laughs) (laughs) that have been skewered um, by the opposing Saxons, no doubt, or maybe even another Viking clan yeah um but as well as that they've also got a selection of personalities so as i mentioned they're doing Njal's saga and so you'll be able to pick get you'll be able to pick up all the different personalities and characters that were part of that saga and use them as warlords for your warbands and everything else in between um the other nice thing about this this campaign is that They've kind of broken things down in terms of pledges and stuff, so you could build saga warbands out of it, which yep. is what a lot of people are probably going to do. Handy. But yeah, there is also a set of PDF rules that you'll get if you back the campaign mm-hmm. uh, done by another pattern. <laughs> so Stephen Patton has also worked on uh, some rules that you could just play with these miniatures straight once as soon as you get them. Uh, once the Kickstarter is over, which is really nice. Um, so if you wanted to go down a different route, you can do. Um, but yes, if you are looking for Vikings and you were like, oh, well, I don't really like some of the stuff that's out there at the moment, go and have a look at what Colin's doing because he does phenomenal work uh, in the Dark Age period. And uh, these uh, Can just... I just get all the Vikings, please? Yeah. Yes. Can I have one of everything? Hey, if you want to go for the complete top. set, Colin yeah. started at Gripping Beast, and Gripping Beast are now selling his Ragnarok range. So they you are. just you can just jump between the Ragnarok section mm-hmm. and the regular Dark Age section and have yeah. all of those. And then he sculpted a set for Saxon miniatures that is currently with Did. Warlord Games. Yeah. And they all scale, they all match, the sculpting mm-hmm. styles all the same. So mm-hmm. you could put together a monumental Viking warband mm-hmm. where they are all individuals. Yes. Wow. We're all yeah. individuals. Absolutely love it. I love that the whole idea, because Colin sold off his range. Well, a lot of all, all the selling goes through Gripping Beast now, yeah. because then that means that he can focus solely on sculpting. He, he doesn't have to care about 
producing, packing, and shipping. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so parts. I love that this is essentially born fruit. He has been able to go away and build as many Vikings as he saw fit mm. uh, to build an entire army of the Sons of Odin. Uh, for yeah. use on the tabletop, but I yeah, because, just because amazing. they're all individual, I wonder if it's just him sitting down at his local and just sculpting away one person <laughs> at the bar's head and going, "You will now be a Viking archer." Maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> filthy levy, yeah. worst filthy levy. Berserkers, Berserkers. yeah. DNX wielding hearth guard, mm-hmm. more filth, and of course, your regular. Um, warriors, so your your Bondi, uh, split into a variety of of peoples. Mm-hmm. Don't have any of those filth with their big baggy pants. Do there's no no Yom's Vikings here. No good. No, we don't go down we're that all, route. We're all fine. No. But you can just no see cavalry. The, just the amount. No, no, don't. No pony really cavalry. Like, no pony cav. They can stay yeah. stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you just see the diversity in there and just how many there are. Mm. It's cracking. Absolutely cracking. Obviously, yeah. all the shields or spears will be replaced with brass. Lovely. Brass. I think I would go as far as to say that I think Colin does possibly the best Vikings on the market mm. at the especially the best metal Vikings. Um, I think Vitrix have have done a pretty darn good job with the Justin. plastics. Why are you kneeling think... down, Justin? <laughs> is your knee hurting? Funnily is enough, he... that is that is actually my bad knee. Yeah, he's done too knee? much too much lifting. No, um, no, it, it's it's like the time at Expo where I actually did get into gear and had to do weapons training. Oh dear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some absolutely spanking stuff there. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um, it should have seen, there was a couple of additional extras that were added in as well that we saw there as greens. Um, so nice. just because he'd done two um, kind of priests, so he's got a, uh, a Saxon missionary priest and oh, also no. a Viking shaman. Christianized. Yeah. The Danes have been Christianized. Quickly kill them all. Kill them, kill them, yeah. kill them. I wish they had been married, so it's just them arguing with each other. <laughs> well, if you turn the shaman around, yeah, it's exactly, just pointing yeah. at him. <laughs> Don't you dare. Put that down. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Your God has no power here. Um, so some really good stuff there as well. Yeah. And obviously, um, Colin's been working on Kickstarters for the last however long and been producing these miniatures alongside Grippy Beast now as well. So, you know, it's one of those ones that you can trust to be delivering, which is always nice to have. Yeah. Oh, God. Surety of when it comes to Kickstarter. There's a a ton of stuff there already, uh, including obviously the uh, Draugr and Goblins that we were talking about earlier that are all sculpted in a dark age Scandinavian feel. Um, so you can you can play out your full historics. He even fantasy. did a Gandalf and a Bilbo. It, it, it did a whole whole yeah. little fellowshipy set. Yes. He did. Yeah, mm. some dwarven friends. Mm. Right, twenty days left on that one. Has well, and also mm-hmm. funded. And last, but by no means least, a game from Shazuth: crossbows and catapults. <laughs> She's like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, so we started with something that was inspired by the youth of yesteryear, and we end with something that's inspired by the youth of yesteryear. So crossbows and catapults, most people will remember this as their kind of fun game that you used to play, where you had elastic bands galore, that would always snap, uh, and a whole bunch of catapults and crossbows, as the name would suggest. Mm. And you, your aim was to destroy as many of your opponent's um, troops on the walls of their castle uh, and win the game. Uh, well, Restoration Games, who have brought back a whole host of um, 
classic games like Fireball Island and Dark Tower are now working on crossbows and catapults over on Kickstarter, and they have summarily upgraded it to be amazing. Uh, so one of the cool things about this one is that it has funky pinch screw twist technology. So you no longer have to rely on uh, elastic bands to power your weaponry. You've now got very ergonomically designed crossbows and catapults that you can actually winch up and down to like change the elevation. Oh my god, it's so good. And then it sort of clicks back and then fires with like supreme accuracy. Oh, it's so nerdy, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> They've also redesigned the wall sections and the troops as well so that they can be fitted together in a whole host of different modular ways. Um, there's also two different versions of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Castle Battles is the one that they're going to be producing alongside the folks at Goliath. This will be the one that's kind of sold in your sort of WH Smiths or your Walmarts or whatever. And it's your kind of classic crossbows and catapults um, sort of endeavor on the tabletop where you'll just build up a castle and you'll just start shooting each other and try and win that way there is also a more hobby version of the game because of course there is uh, which is called fortress war and this comes with additional components more castle pieces more mercenary troops that you can throw into the mix as well um, and also like a card deck that changes things up and sort of messes around with the sort of state of play between games which I think is quite nice the basic premise of crossbows and catapults hasn't changed, though. Mm. It's still very much the same. You can either fire your crossbow or catapult, or you can move your troops around the wall to try and hide them from the enemy. Uh, and essentially, that's it, really. Uh, mm. They've just done a whole host of awesome things to upgrade this and bring it back to the fore. And uh, I think this looks amazing. Yeah, you, you don't need to improve on perfection. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that poor dwarf. Getting scuttled off the table there. Did you yeah. see it? Did you see it? Crossbows That's and catapults uh, as, as, is great as well because it's existed in my terrain collection since I can remember. Really? We had a whole bunch of the old bricks, which mm-hmm. were flimsy as hell, but we sort of repainted them and used them for like wall sections and modular buildings that we could use, use in more time and stuff, which was really cool. Uh, and so I could see a lot of people doing something similar with these ones as well. Although, please for the love of God, cover them in varnish because if you are, are going to paint them, they're going to get battered to hell. So. No, no, <laughs> that just adds to the aesthetic. That's its patina. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> That's its battle damage. <laughs> I like it's a relatively low buy-in for the, yeah. base. the base game by itself is only $30 if you want to go for yeah. the full-on. It's sort of a Stanley family version. And yeah. then then you can expand from there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's probably the first dexterity game I can remember uh, as a kid. I can't think, think so. of yeah. anything else where you were actually setting up and um, yeah. and attempting to rein destruction from on high um, yeah. without it, having to go ahead and roll dice and stuff. There, yeah. There's something in my head saying that I have played this game. But it's I can't remember. very popular. I reckon it's day. probably been something you've played at some point in your life. Yeah, yeah, but I get the it, feeling that we played it in the office one time or something extremely Well, simple. there is another game that came out recently called Catapult Feud. Where you have two catapults and you fire them at each other, which is no, sort of it. similar. But you uh, played on um, the live stream UKG we last did. year. We played it last year. Yeah, yeah maybe really that's cool. it. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I just cool. thought I'd, I'd drop this one in here because yeah, restoration yeah. games do amazing stuff, um, and crossbows and catapults seem like a, a fantastic game for them to bring back to life mm-hmm. with just better components. Um, and yes, there'll be less elastic bands flying off and hitting mm. children in the eye. Uh, instead, you you'll just have, have incredibly high-powered plastic weaponry to fire. <laughs> well, instead. that's that's so, fine. That makes yeah. up for it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I am noticing great. if you do the all-in, go for the big warlord bundle. Your mm-hmm. shipping is free, free to most well, regions. Yeah, makes yeah. Sense. I was yeah. trying to see whether or not it's all the friendlies: EU, mm. US, 
UK, all of, but I couldn't see it. Um, so, well, there it is. No, that's the postage, but it doesn't say. Oh, it doesn't say where it ships from. So they may ship it for free, but you might get hit with import charges. Ah, uh, this is that's, fair. That's the one I'm after. Mm, so you may fair, it may right? be in there somewhere. People can have a wee nosy around and see. Yeah. Uh, if you are of the dog in the dog style age, you're probably <laughs> aware of crossbows and catapults. So oh, yeah, it's nice to see another <laughs> an, another game come by from restoration because yeah. they do just seem to harvest our childhoods. Very much so. I, I will also say. If you want to take it to the next level and you want to throw some kind of weird Da Vinci-style siege machinery into your games, mm. if you've got a Beyblade sitting in a box somewhere, <laughs> set that up, oh. let it rip, and let it fly towards the opponent's castle. Oh, no, no, you're hitting my childhood. Yeah. Oh, the Do Beyblade. Ask what a Beyblade is. It's a spinning top that is okay, a right. modular thing where you have the base spinner, a weight ring, a tack ring, and then a locking piece on the top. No, you have Think me of it as like a deadly fidget top. spinner. Uh, and you, I know yeah, what a spinning uh, top is. The, the, the fights we <laughs> had at school of our components. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. When we used to use spinning tops, they came with a tiny whip, and you would pull it, and then you would whip it to get the spinning top going. Is that how a beer blade is? Kind of uh, no, this thing actually has a mechanical launcher that you uh, lock it onto, and then oh, yeah, it has yeah. a oh, whippy stick that goes through, and then dull. you rip out. Yeah. Right, older people Simple. in the comments whipping the the top it's much more fun isn't it than some sort of mechanical <laughs> thing doing all for you <laughs> i mean if you, if you mess it up then you just stop your top moving yeah. and, you know. i mean if you really want you could always just break out the tiddlywinks and start firing little tiddlywink arrows <laughs> all of this all of this works yeah. right but either way crossbones catapults yeah funded as well 24 yes. days left plenty you've got plenty of time we could take a break for three weeks and not have to think about it <laughs> See how that goes. If this heat continues, I may have to. Um, <laughs> we shall return on Sunday morning uh, for the XLBS, our little mm -hmm. Cult of Games exclusive over on tabletop.com. Uh, you can join us there as we witter incessantly about hobby. Otherwise, we, like we, shall, we yeah. shall return next Friday for more of the same. Uh, don't forget, if you want to win another glorious day in the core, then uh, okay. you need to uh, comment below. And if you want to see if you're a past winner, Go and have a look over on tabletop.com at the prize claim center. Because uh, I see people going, when's it going to be announced? Going, it's been announced. It gets announced there. That's where I announce it. Yes. Uh, so if you want to see if you're a winner, check that page. Otherwise, we shall see you next week. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.